Hello. On Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Episode 298. 298. Any, any interesting facts about the number 298? Nah, we're blank. Yeah. <laughs> On so, that note, I got some beer to drink. Yeah, crack it open. <laughs> I must admit, I'm looking forward to this week's beer. This week, we have a lager. Do you, do you like me a lager? Lager, lager. A dark lager. lager. It is indeed. Yeah, it's a, a, a very dark lager. Uh, <laughs> giving me all head, Roland. Yeah, I'll bore mine properly. <laughs> well, in fairness, you should, you should have a bit of it on. Yeah. On the beer. Yeah, I'd just like some beer with my head as well. Well, <laughs> yeah, I get more beer, you get more head, okay? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, yeah. So, we'll, this beer is DRK uh, from West in Glasgow. Uh, you might have also G4. I think this is, they've done a, a split one here, I think. Yeah, I'll, I can see, read. I'll have to see what's in my box. Uh, G4 is a golden ale. This is probably more in the dark, however, it's probably more in keeping with the brewery, I think. So, West are probably. They're probably Glasgow's biggest brewery. They are certainly the biggest, not not big brewery, if so I mean. So we're not talking like 10 Scottish yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, they have been in Glasgow now for a couple of, couple of decades. They are, were founded by a German, uh, German woman who set up her, her brewery in Glasgow brewing German beers. Um, you say that just as I've read the word Dunkel on the side. Yeah. Of Didn't that come up last week? <laughs> yeah, so we're on another German beer style. Um, this is a dark lager this time round, uh, brewing to the Weinheitsgebot, the, the German purity laws. So this is a traditional traditional German lager, but in, in the dark style rather than in the pale style. The, so the uh, German uh, brewing... Laws, mm. the purity laws what's, what's that all about then? basically uh, this was all to do with the expansion of Bavaria to control the other German regions which happened in the 19th century from memory so um, we're talking about from when Prussia went to all yeah the states so basically you had had all your little your little states and Bavaria became ended up basically in control of the others and Bavaria decided to push out their version of the purity laws for mostly for political reasons here this was this was to do with taxation as a lot of beer stuff is and control stop um, people getting around loopholes going well my thing isn't technically what yeah. you say this thing is so you don't, I don't have to pay any tax and a lot of it's ta- yeah <laughs> taxation so um, basically the, raw, the rules limited brewing to water malt and hops you're allowed yeast but that's it. You're not allowed to stick other stuff in there. And also, specifically malt, malted barley. So, last week's uh, wheat beer breaks the Weinheitsgebot. You're not allowed wheat beers. The only wheat beers that could be brewed were under special allowance by, uh, by the, the government, basically, by the king. You had to... Uh, so, when there was one... I believe Schneider, from memory, I think Schneider was the very first one and they were the only one that was allowed for a long time because they were, were granted special licence to brew for for the king because the king wanted to do his, his, his wheat beer. Anyway, 
that meant that most of the German breweries had to start brewing um, with just the in core ingredients. They couldn't brew the kind of traditional beers. So things like um, some of the sour beers, the, the Gerzers that were traditionally German and had salt and coriander added to them, particularly coriander added to them, weren't legal anymore officially because they had got coriander added and they got extra stuff. Um, so, yeah, this is why there's the, the re- reign of the Reinheitsgebot. Plus side, and their marketing ploy for it was that means that nobody's adding dodgy stuff into your beer mm. because you know that the only ingredients they're allowed to add are malted barley, hops and water. They can't put sugar in, they can't put in odd flavourings that they found in the, in the cupboard. They've got to get some mushrooms that they think look a bit dodgy and interesting and throw them in. They might have, but they, they, they're not meant to, certainly. So in theory, it's almost, it's, it's almost a guarantee, really, mm. isn't it? And you, you buy something that's uh, conforming to these rules, and this is what you're going to get. And you speak um, to Germans, certainly of a certain age, and their attitude to German beer was, it's technically excellent and guaranteed to be solid, and you will not find any more reliable, consistent beer than... But there's not much in the way of variety, except for regional variety with your yeasts, essentially, then. And part of the reason that local... Um, there's been a lot of opposition in the last kind of five, ten years from microbreweries starting to appear in Germany wanting to experiment and do different stuff. Uh, and that was... Up to that point, that would have been something that was basically impossible. So, um, right, so know, these rules were still in force up until very recently, then? Yes. How, yeah. old, how old were these? <laughs> are these rules lasted for, I think, 150 years? I'm, in fact, I'm honestly not sure how, how the Ryan Heights are up to at the moment. I think there might still be enforcement to some degree, but I don't think there are... Yeah, I can't, I can't remember, so I'm... I'm it might kind of, they might still enforce them for certain well, things. So. I've not done my research recently, but they were certainly in place for a long time. It might not be law, but it might be standard. Mm. Yeah, so the, the Ryan Heights were, were, were were interpreted... I guess there's a lot of these laws. They've been interpreted over the years, but and the current interpretations, I think, are certainly a bit more laid back than they were at one point. Um, however, this also meant that German broods, Germany brewed a lot of lager. Um, the lager yeast became very popular in Germany, probably most famous for the Hells and the, the pale beer, pale lagers you've got in uh, that um, Berlin was, was famous for and... Um, Munich was famous for, um, you know, these are, however, they did also brew darker lagers and that's what we got this week. So we then go from that to German brewer setting up in Glasgow brewing to tr- German <laughs> yeah. you know, traditions. Apparently, apparently this, was, this was because she was a student, she was there as a student and her dad came over from Germany to visit her and went, this local beer is terrible. Ah, I see an opening in the market here. Um, I remember, so she set up a brewery um, doing German-style lager. In and this is this is twenty years ago. So this is a good a period where Britain hadn't really seen that microbrewery boom. Let's be honest, if you're going to set up a brewery anywhere in the UK, like setting up in Glasgow, you're onto a winner. Because I'm not stereotyping, but you know. Our Scottish cousins do like a drink. Uh, um, I, I yeah. drank... And then their flavour profile ranges from Buckfast all the way up to something good. <laughs> I, I remember I actually visited Glasgow oh, about five years ago now, uh, four or five years ago, 
and had some of the West um, lager, their pale lager there, which is the first time I'd come across it. I'd never come across them anywhere else, not even really heard of them. But they're actually quite, quite common to find in Glasgow, unsurprisingly. And I remember having it and thinking, this is a really nice lager. Like, this is exactly what... It's clean, it's crisp, it's got flavour. It's not a weird lager. It's definitely done to style, but it's... Compared to the like, British... Most British breweries' attempts at doing a lager... Or what was sold as lager. Yeah. Like, when you put that in context, I think, of the kind of lager they did, their pale lager tasted like a pale lager if you bought it in Germany. Nothing like... The mass, the, ma- the macro brewery rubbish that you were getting. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, lager's become a byword recently, in recent times, hasn't it? For crap. And it's not necessarily the case that the, the style's bad, it's just the way it's, the way this, yeah. the, the, uh, the large brewers uh, cut corners to speed up the, uh, the fermentation, mm-hmm. that ultimately leads to a, a lower quality product, isn't yeah. it? It's like lager should take a long time to you, ferment. You cut the corners, yeah. you're going to taste it, so, and. Honestly, I'm, I really like West for being a brewery that has set out to do what they would do if they were in Germany. They've just transplanted themselves to Glasgow, but they haven't said, oh, the locals around here don't care, I'll just, I'll just churn out Yeah, you're not trying rubbish. to cater for the local market. You're just like, no, I'm going to do something that's different. And it probably, at the time that they were at, that probably gave them a massive advantage because it made them stand out from uh, your big six. Brewers. And honestly, I feel like if, if you go into lots of small breweries, small kind of pubs around the UK, and you try and look at their, look at their, their ale offerings, they'll have uh, maybe keg or cask, there'll be local breweries that are doing good stuff, and how often do you go in there and look at the lager and find that they've got a non-British lager in, that it's, it's brew... I don't even look for lager. Exactly. You know, but it's, it's, for the... been, it's been hijacked by... Uh... And... Exactly, it has. <laughs> but so if, those, if you turn up there with a lager drinker and have it, I'm always quite happy if I find, oh, that's not Heineken, that's not Carling, that's mm. something a bit different on there. And if I went into a pub and on a nice hot sunny day and saw West on, on the bar, I would definitely have a pint of that and, and would definitely encourage other things. It's, a, it's a, such a a good thing to see a British brewery that turns out straightforward, well-produced lager that could sit in pubs throughout a city that aren't just catering to the, the geeks of the random beat kind of thing, but they just want a straightforward, good, clean, crisp lager and it's produced locally. Great stuff. Hmm. I, I've got to mention this note on the, uh, this, this bit on the label, Glaswegian heart and German head. I just know that that headbutt is coming with <laughs> maximum efficiency. <laughs> you know, there's going to be some the power generated in a short amount of space will be on point. That's a great, yeah. There, there's somebody I am not picking argument with. <laughs> yeah. And you know that headbutt's been considered too, so yeah. you probably deserve it. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's not just reaction, it's like reactionary. It's just like, no, no, you have this coming. Uh, <laughs> beat yourself up. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've been slighted. Let's refer to the head. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not, it, it, it's not like if I made the uh, 
the, com- the comment that I made a few moments ago about you know how the Glaswegian like a drink. If I made that to a Glaswegian face, I'd probably get nothing just as a reaction or anything. You know. Like, well, in fairness, <laughs> I so I flew back through uh, through Germany. Yeah, fair point. You're behind now. <laughs> you see, I'd, 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 that, I'd rather do that than take the headbutt. You know. <laughs> I flew back through Germany for my holiday and stopped at Munich Airport overnight. Um, and they've got a brewery in the airport. You of can, they are. <laughs> it's the only brewery in an airport in the world. Uh, you, can, you can go ha- go have a beer in the airport, brewed in the airport. And so I thought, I've got, I've got to do this. But it was pretty early in the morning. I think it was at half 11 or something. I was like, I've got to fly before too long. I'll just go and have a small beer in there and say, I've done it. Try it. That's fine. Um, got there. Very stereotypical. Like, I mean, they're in the airport, so they play up to the stereotypes of what you should expect in a German beer house. Um, people yeah. with laid hose and everything. I was everything. just about like, to say, yeah. Meant, yeah. <laughs> and a very large lady comes over to me. Oh, what, what do you want? Yeah, what do you want? <coughs> a beer. A, a small beer. <laughs> I, ordered, I chose the beer I wanted, like the hoppy, <coughs> hoppy lager. And I was like, okay, I'll have a... Have a small one of those. My small one turned up. That's 500 milliliters. So the German beer sizes are small. That's 500 milliliters or a pint. Or large, the liter. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're not very happy with us because we drink the small ones. That really, if you're German, you drink the large ones. That's the normal unit of of drinking. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) I I don't think they would have trouble with visiting Glasgow and keep it up. Hmm. Right, um, <coughs> time for some scores on some doors, I think. Scores on the doors? Where's Georgie doors? Mm. <laughs> we need to get, get, get the drunk out. Nice. Um, He's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's a 50s cockney bin man. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've had some fun, though. Shooting stars. Uh, <laughs> um, dark Lager, I think, is... It's really nice. I think it's everything I want from a dark lager. You've got that lager, like easy drinkingness. It's not a heavy beast that's going to weigh you down. You can get through that very dangerously quickly. Mm. Um, the darker flavours are there. It's not super bitter. It's not kind of roasted and heavy, but it's got that kind of darker flavours in it, caramels and... Yeah, it's, it's all your, all your dark flavour, the your, your heavier caramelisation, aren't they? Yeah, roast. but you don't go straight into the burnt and bitter no, flavours. But it gives it, it, gives it a nice, nice, nice there's, viscosity. There's nothing burnt about this. No, it's very, no, very tasty. I think it's just a really well-executed example. Um, I think Roland's going to throw out a bomb here. He's going to throw out something big. Um, I'm not going to go super ridiculous. Um, but you know what? A good lager is a very tricky thing to brew, particularly one like that that has gone down very easily where you don't taste the alcohol, you don't taste any off flavours from it. It's just really well executed. Um, I won't mind another. On that basis, I think I'm going to go nine. Ooh. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> well, yes, when I first saw this come out, I thought, lager, mm. I've never seen a dark lager before. And these flavour notes are absolutely bob on, which are multi chocolate and dark. It's absolutely all of those things. Is, is dark a flavour? <laughs> <laughs> I think we just said it was. Okay. You keep using it as a descriptor. <laughs> Constantly. Uh, yeah, so it's surprising. 
Uh, I'm gonna give it eight. Eight. Good flip. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it very easy drinking. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to breaking into my box. Um, that said, I might not get this. I might have uh, the, I might have the other one. You might box. have the Belgian yeah. golden. Yeah. No. Uh, but that said, I'd be happy to try that as well because I've never had anything from West before. So, um, if I'm north of the border. I uh, will keep my eyes peeled. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, nine as well. Ooh. Yeah, well done, Wes. I think that's. Um, I was very pleased to see them because they're one that I think kind of. They're quite a big brewery in volume these days, but they definitely hide under the radar. I think because of being lager brewers and people just aren't. Yeah, it's uh, that's the thing. Lager has become a a, a dirty word, hasn't it? Really? And also because <laughs> they are tra- they are traditional lager brewers, they don't tend to throw anything. They don't tend to go like, yeah, I want a huge hoppy lager. It's not, I just want to brew clean, crisp, good lager. So, uh, well done. Here's yeah. to many more years of you, and um, yeah. we're going to drink them shut up. Yeah. We're, we're done. done. <laughs>